Mary sat very still, just sort of staring out the window. Her eyes filled up with tears, and every once in a while, one of those tears would run down her cheek. The tears had come before in this process, but for a moment, the things just seemed to hit her harder than ever. All the emotions, the pain, the sadness, the regret, the loss, the fear. The divorce had been coming for months, probably even years, but, but suddenly it felt more final than it ever had before. And through the tears and, and in the pain... Mary thought back to a much happier day. She kept playing through in her mind the, the reading that had been a part of her wedding day. The same reading that's in front of us this morning. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not brag. It is not arrogant. And so on. On that day, it had sounded so obvious. She loved him. She could, she could feel it. Of course, life and of course, love would be wonderful and natural and easy. But then reality set in. And she found out how often he was impatient. He was so often unkind. He was so often irritable and petty and angry. And after days and, and weeks and years, that feeling of love was harder and harder to come by. And then he had gone and done what seemed unthinkable previously unimaginable. He did what could be considered the most unloving thing possible. He loved somebody else the way he was supposed to only love her. Things really unraveled after that came to light. It progressed all the way to the divorce, but Mary still wondered, could she have done more? Could she have somehow prevented this? After all, it was, it was hard to admit for her, but Mary knew that it was true. She wasn't always patient or kind or loving either. Does Mary's story sound familiar to you? It sounds familiar to me in a lot of ways, even though I never knew this Mary personally. Mary's story, though, is like a lot of stories that I've come to know. Too many marriages end in divorce, and that always means pain, and that always means sorrow. Too many marriages fail to live up to the, the sort of love that God asks them to reflect. Too many people don't love the way that God calls on us to love. Mary's story, it turns out, is a lot like 
my story from time to time. Because there are plenty of times I wish that other people would be more kind and patient and loving toward me. Like her, sometimes I begrudgingly admit that, yeah, I probably could have been a little more patient or more kind or more loving as well. But you know, when my conscience speaks the loudest, and when my attention is most sharply focused, I unfortunately relate too closely, not to Mary, but to Mary's husband. I act in ways that are not just unloving, but in ways that could be considered the exact opposite of what love ought to be. And if you're anything like me, and I'm pretty sure that you are, you need to listen to what the Apostle Paul says about love in the great love chapter of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. For Mary, this was part of her wedding service. This may have been the case for some of you as well because this is a very popular scripture reading for weddings. But it's not actually about weddings. It's not about marriage. It's about love. Paul here is telling all of us, just as he told all of the Christians in that ancient city of Corinth, that they are to live in real love. In other words, this chapter is about life, and it's about worship, and it's about relationships of all types. Yes, it's about marriage, because marriage is about love and relationships, but this reading is about much more and should not be limited to weddings. The Corinthians, who first read this letter, would have seen in this chapter many references to things that Paul had already mentioned, already told them. In this letter, which God had led Paul to write, Paul had already addressed concerns about the priorities of the Corinthians, concerns that those priorities were really misplaced. This congregation was blessed in many ways. It had many spiritual gifts. At times, there were people who spoke in tongues, They told God's Word in languages that they had never learned before, they had never known up until that point. There were other people who were given the wisdom to interpret, to translate what those people were saying, but that didn't always happen either. Other people in the congregation had been blessed with the ability to heal people or to do other miraculous signs. Still others were blessed with a deep knowledge and understanding. And what happened in this congregation that was so richly blessed in so many ways? Well, people started to pick their favorites. People started picking the gifts that they really wanted to have. They they envied other people when those people had the gifts that they wanted. They didn't always appreciate that God gave a diversity of gifts that could all be used together to build up the congregation. And they certainly didn't appreciate that God had given those gifts in order that people might serve others. 
They didn't appreciate, they didn't understand that everything they did was supposed to be done in love. Someone could have the flashiest gifts of all of them, the one that those Corinthians really wanted, but it didn't matter if they didn't show love as they used their gift. The person who spoke literally like an angel with incredibly, incredible beauty, incredible eloquence, but didn't love others was like the clang, clang, clang of a cymbal or a gong. Real love serves. Real love says whatever I have, I have to use for the benefit of others. And so real love is patient with them, willing to suffer a long time if that's what's necessary. Real love doesn't get jealous or envious of the gifts that others have. Real love doesn't keep track of the past in order to make myself feel better about my presence. In fact, real love doesn't even think about myself because it focuses on others. Real love is so much more than a feeling, a feeling that can come and go, a feeling that might be strongly burning at some times and at other times cools off more quickly than the desert at sunset. Love bears and believes and hopes. The Christians at Corinth needed to hear this. You need to hear this. Don't settle for counterfeit types of love. Don't settle for defining love as just an emotion or a feeling. Live in real love. Oh, but there's a problem with that, isn't there? The problem is we're all going to fall short of this description of love. We have all had and we will continue to have times when, when we are less than patient and less than kind and less than truthful. It might be in our marriages, but that's not the only place that it shows up. It shows up wherever people interact with each other, wherever people relate to each other. When you're at work or at school, when you're at church even, when you're in your neighborhood, even when you're in your own home. God says, live in love and you and I fail. That's why I want to tell you another Mary's story. The one that introduced this sermon, that Mary was made up to reflect some real stories, but this Mary is all real. This is Mary Magdalene. We heard her story back on Easter morning. Mary just sort of sat there and stared off into the distance through her tears. She felt the pain and the loss. It wasn't her husband who had been taken away from her. It was someone who was even closer to her than any husband could have possibly been. 
This man, Jesus, had always loved her. He had cast demons out of her. He had been patient and kind and caring all the time. And Mary noticed it wasn't just for her. It was for for everyone who truly cared to listen to him. He was even patient, she noticed, with the enemies who were so often unfair and certainly unkind to him. Mary's tears came because the one person she knew who had truly shown love to her, who had constantly shown real love, had died. He had been buried, and now she thought he had been taken away. She was sitting right there at the tomb where she knew he had been laid, and she wasn't seeing him. As far as she could tell, Love was dead. But then love came back from the dead. That same Jesus she had known, who more importantly had known her, appeared and spoke to her. Love continued to serve her. He came back to assure her that her sins were forgiven, that her future was certain. If you want real love, if you want to know real love, look at Jesus. His very purpose was serving others. He died for your sins. He didn't have any sins of His own. And now He is alive to continue to serve you. And that's why love, selfless love, marches victorious over self-gratification or a self-serving attitude. Jesus loves and serves you, and that enables you to love and serve others. He empowers you to live in real love, a love that reflects His own love. And because of that, because of what Jesus has done, true love will never end. Real love endures. That's how 1 Corinthians discusses it. Love never comes to an end. But if there are prophetic gifts, they will be done away with. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be done away with. See, all those gifts that so intrigued the Corinthians... They'd have their time, and then they would go away. They'd no longer be needed. They'd no longer be useful. Not so with love. Love always has a purpose. Love always has a usefulness. This is an important reminder because we're tempted to love for just a short time. Anyone can show love for a little while. True love, real love, endures. Even when the person we love annoys us or frustrates us, even when we get to know them well enough to know all their maddening habits, love doesn't give up. Love lasts. When we love in a way that lasts, our love reflects our Savior's love. Love even lasts into eternity. 
we will see our loving Savior face to face, and we will know love in a way that we could never have fully appreciated before then. Along with faith and hope, love will endure. The greatest of these is love. See, God is not faith. God is not hope. God is love. So when your moments like Mary's come, either Mary, that's what you can rely on. There will be times. There will be times when you wish other people would love you a little bit better, and there will be times when you know that your love has fallen short even of your own expectations for it. But you have Jesus. You have the forgiveness of sins that He won. You heard Him say, just like He said to His disciples, love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also you are to love one another. In other words, live in real love. Real love serves. Real love endures. Amen.